Welcome to Nkanizatu, the pod that tells indigenous stories every day. The platform that tells you what's good and what's odd for young people and elderly alike in the areas of art, history and culture preservation. And now your host, Rina Kasongo. Again, with your favorite, yet another favorite storyteller on Kanisatu podcast. What we do here is that we invite authors, writers, producers, the filmmakers, cultural experts, and enthusiasts, the artists, you name it. And uh, it is very exciting today. Why I am very excited uh, about this episode is because this is the very first time on Kanisatu. We are having someone who's non-Zambian. So you can imagine what I have in store for you and what this storyteller has in store for us all. I cannot wait. Uh, Joe, you are welcome on Kanizato episode. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Awesome. Uh, please tell me again who you are, what you do, things like that, so that someone that's listening, watching you, maybe they're like, okay, I'm going to stick around. Uh, so my name is John Jagu. Uh, I'm a Zimbabwean storyteller. Uh, who uses film as a medium to tell stories. Uh, I've been a filmmaker based in Zimbabwe, uh, run a production company based in Harare, uh, and been focusing mostly on feature films. Uh, and right now of late, we've been making stories that are inspired by or based on true stories, really hinging on that, uh, trying to push uh, the African narrative uh, Positively changing it one film at a time. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What What does Joe do away from film? Away from film, Joe does film. <laughs> this is This is my life practically every day. Like for the last I don't know twenty years. Yeah. This is all I do. I'm a storyteller. Okay. Yeah. Before we get into the storytelling uh, aspect, what is your favorite meal? Oh wow. wow. Mm, anything with peanut butter in it, like. Rice and peanut butter. Okay, I love all I, those. That's yeah, peanut. I love fish a lot. Yeah, yeah. So anything with peanut butter, I'm gay. Okay. Yeah. You also get to do in Zimbabwe where you mix vegetables with peanuts. Yes, yes, what yes. Uh, so it depends with what kind of um, veggies you are using. So it could be like uh, mubora with peanut butter, which is like uh, pumpkin leaves. I love those. Or, or like Kovo, so which is like kale. What do you call them in Zimbabwe? Mubora. We call it Chihuahua here. Chihuahua. Chihuahua. Oh, Chihuahua. Okay, okay. Yeah. We call it Mubora. Mubora. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Language, but just yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you, you, you also like one of those yeah. mixed vegetables? I do. I do. We're, we're, we're actually having that today. Like, we're planning on cooking some. We actually bought some 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 rape, I don't know what you guys call it, like, uh-huh, it's rape. yeah, yeah, and peanut butter, so that's what we're going to have for lunch today. Okay, you guys are going to cook it, or someone is cooking that for you? Uh, someone is going to cook it for us, but yeah, that's what we're going to have today, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, if it's sash, as we call it, we call it sash. Ah, okay, okay, interesting. It's really the same yeah. plant, just mm. different ways of doing things. There's, there's something I, I, I tried the other day, uh, the person said it was like Zambian poloni, so? Chikanda. Aha. Yeah. Ah, that was really interesting. It's soft. Yes, brown, yes. It red. tastes like bologna uh-huh. and kind of like with chili in it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was, I, I really liked it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm basically just thinking, say, it's the same land. We just it is, it is, it is, it is, it is. All in all, I think yeah. we're just one village. Yeah, yeah. Zambia, Zimbabwe. Yeah, same, same people. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Now we 
get back to the film. Yeah. Um, I understand you've done quite a number of uh, stories yeah. for the film, right? Yeah. Um, before we get to that, how did you start out as a filmmaker? Hmm. Oh, I started as a filmmaker. Hmm. Interesting. So, so from from as far as I can remember, I've always been interested in stories, in telling stories, like yeah. in writing stories. Like uh, the other day, I discovered like this counter book, which I used to write in like in the nineties, and I would write this like like a sitcom called Housekeeping. And I had no idea how to write a script or anything. So I was just writing like paragraph four, right? And so writing, I think writing has always been in me. Uh, I feel like these are, it's, 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 a, it's a job that's driven by a gift and, and gifts come from God. So we're all gifted differently, right? And I think writing is one of those gifts that I have. But from back then, right? Uh, I remember in high school, the one time, uh, you know, in school they used to tell you like, when you come back from holiday, write a composition about the day I will never forget during yeah, the holiday. I remember those. So, so, so I wrote this like two page composition, which was crazy. It was like a movie, right? And our English teacher was called Mr. Mianadzo. I'll never forget his name. Uh, so he mugged the thing. And then I think it was out of 25, he gave me a 23. And then afterwards, so the, the days we, we, we went to school, like, would get canned, right? I don't know if it still happens now. No, so he calls me to his, to his, to his office. And he cans me. He's like, who wrote this for you? Right? I'm like, what do you mean who wrote this? I wrote it. Like, no, you're lying. There's no way you wrote this. And he, and he beat me. Right? It was too good. Yeah. And then the, the next week, he gave us an exercise in class. He's like, write about this right now. Right? And I wrote another crazy thing. So he figured like, oh, I'm actually the one who's writing this stuff. So, so he became uh, that one person who started encouraging me to say, oh, you're actually good at this writing thing. Keep, can you, you keep, keep at it, right? But I had no idea. At first, I thought maybe I would end up being like an author, writing books. I, I didn't know what outlet was going to come out of that, right? But on the other side, I was super, super interested and hooked in watching films. Like, I, I would watch films a lot. You know, that kid where a film ends, I'll still be sitting there reading the credits, wondering, okay, hmm, best boy, gaffer. I had no idea what those names of people are. But in my head, I was like, for this thing to come out, all those people were behind so, so I, I always had that, 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 that interest, interest, right? So, so it was a combination of how my, my interest in storytelling through writing and then film becoming the medium to, for the outlet of, of, of what I write. Yeah. So I've always been writing like ever since I, for as long as I can remember. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. Yeah. Um, I understand your, your first, uh, I mean, Right? Yeah. It was the first Zimbabwean film to make it to Netflix. Yes, yes. How was that like? First of all, how did it feel for you? And then what was the process leading to that moment? So 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 with, with Kukov, uh Kukov was a was a baby of collaboration, right? Uh where you know, like I'm sure you're familiar, like you know small countries, right? We don't have big industries, right? So for us to thrive, uh we tend to sort of like rely on each other to say, let's collaborate, let's come together. So Kukov was that. Kukov was that example of, of saying, okay, let's try coming together and let's see what comes out, right? So this was uh, so many different people, so many different companies coming together. Uh, I had the privilege of producing it as a producer. And we all came together, made Kukov. And, and from the get-go, the plan was, let's see what we can make together and push it as far as we can, 
So, so we deliberately let's say, okay, let's 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 make this and let's push. And took it, it took a long time uh, until we got to Netflix because we like we started doing like festival rounds. I think we went to over I don't know like 40, 50 festivals around the world, you know, with it until it ended up getting to be on on Netflix. Yeah, which was which was something that was really encouraging, you know, for for us for for Zimbabwe for the industry because. Uh, we're all pushing and thriving to get a better uh, industry and success in all we're doing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I like that you mentioned collaboration. Yeah. I think even as we are speaking to Joe right now, there's yeah. been a whole team that has yes. uh, invested and works towards yes. project. Yeah. Mirage, yes. Yes. It's, it's never it's never a one man job. No. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I understand also that uh, two, two of your films are were, were screened at Swatambi. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Zambi International. Yeah. So we had we had uh, a film called Mirage, uh, which was directed by Malaika Mshandu, and I produced, uh, and we also had a film called Ngoda, uh, which I co-directed with Edison Nifolo, uh, and I wrote and co-produced as well. Yeah. So. How did these two films get to Swatambi? Swatambi. What are they doing in Zambia? <laughs> so, 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 so to be honest, like, like, I've always been super interested uh, in exploring what can come out between our two countries. Uh, this is not my first time in Zambia. I've always been coming here. Uh, I know a lot of filmmakers here. I know a lot of uh, uh, players in the creative industry. And uh, with collaboration, it just doesn't happen. Like, just like that. You have to create a relationship. I can't just come to them like, oh, let's collaborate. Let's start a company tomorrow. No. So we need to have a relationship. We need to create a synergy to see, do we get along? Uh, will it work? So so, so for, for me, really, uh, I'm really excited to be at Sotambe. Because uh, like even the uh, our two films being here and even the response we're getting, it's showing that like, okay, we're one people, Zimbabwe and Zambia. Like people are getting our stories. Like it's so, so. So I think for us, for our two countries, it's a no-brainer that we have to collaborate and start making content for our people because we consume content the same way. Yeah, we're pretty much the same culture and language. I'm like, this is like a village. Exactly. My village. Could be, could be anywhere in here. The northern part of Zambia. Exactly. It's very relatable exactly. environment. Even when I'm watching, it literally just felt like I've yeah. just gone to my village. Yes, yeah, and yeah. there is power in yeah. such uh, storytelling. True. Now, because uh, for this, episode we're going to be biased towards Ngoda. Yeah. First of all, what does Ngoda mean? Because I know I'm dealing with a lot of people. Yes, yes, yes. Watching, yes. So Zimbabwe know what Ngoda yeah. is, but so, we don't know. So Ngoda uh, means diamond. Yeah. Okay. Simply means diamond. It's a Shona. It's Shona, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's actually Shona and kind of slang as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. For, for for people when they are refer when they are referring to to diamond the precious stones. Precious stones. Yeah, yeah. And then what inspired you then to uh, make a whole movie on those precious stones? stones. Okay. <laughs> so 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 for us right like uh, as a team uh, we're always uh, brainstorming looking for stories like what what's the next story to tell and we're really big on like social commentary what's happening you know uh, things that can impact society you know what I mean and. Uh, so we do sessions where we watch a lot of films, read books and all this. And this one time we had watched uh, uh, this film called Gold, right? which is like an Australian film. Really good film. And then um, my young brother, who plays a part in Gorda, uh, 
just goes like, ah, guys, how about we tell a story about three brothers and a diamond, you know? So, so like, hmm. so he's the one who actually came up with the concept in the beginning. His name is Charles. And then we started marinating on the idea of like, oh, okay, interesting. Then to really beef it up, we're like, okay, let's, let's give it an impact. Then we started researching like, okay, here we have Ngoda, people who are hunting Ngoda everywhere in Zimbabwe. Like there's diamonds in Zimbabwe. And then we started doing research on that. Like, okay, what stories surround this whole diamond story? Right. So then we chose the uh, the path of fo of focusing on illegal diamond miners, yeah. right? Because there's always like when when we started reading, like we're reading newspapers and all the and on, and looking at stuff online, and then we're discovering like in the amount of money that's being lost from illegal diamond mining. So we're like, oh, there's a story here, right? So we started researching, going to mines, finding out stories from even like newspapers and everything, and then what we ended up doing was. The story ended up becoming a collection of all these different stories that we heard from so different areas. Like yes. And, yes, and then we just put them all together to become one story. Yeah, and then obviously gave it a thread of the three brothers and the diamond and all that. But but it, it, it was all inspired by three events, by stuff we that's actually happening or has happened in, in Zimbabwe. Take us back yeah. to that. Um, are those... First of all, there's been a lot that there were a number of bloodshed events, yes. scenes in yes. the movie. Yes. Uh, what exactly did you pick from that? Is it based on things that were actually happening in Zimbabwe? Yes. Like yes. Killing each yes. Other? yes. Diamond? Yes. 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 So, so it's so it's really sad, uh, you know how, uh, how how diamonds uh, or or how wealth will turn people against each other, the greed, right? Uh, the betrayal and all these elements, right, was was stuff we deliberately put into the story, into the film. Uh, how family can even turn against each other, because I want to be the only one who's rich, right? So what we did was like we we gathered a lot of stories from different areas in Zimbabwe where the diamonds are found, and when 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 you watch the film, every scene like uh, there there there's like some gruesome scenes where someone's stomach is being cut out because they swallowed a diamond and the person wants their diamond back and would hear these stories, right? And you're like, whoa, and they're like, yeah, you see that guy? His brother was killed like that because he swallowed a diamond. So we were trying to be true to that narrative and to also show how dangerous uh, that whole game is, right? Uh, it's really sad, like, because these guys are illegal. So they're doing this, like, in areas where it's not even allowed. So, so they can get away with all these murders and and everything. So we're trying to stay true to the story. Uh, like, I, I, like I remember, like when 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 we're doing these clinics, like the scenes where people were like, oh, and and we tried as much to be to to, to, to be as authentic to what what's happening and to, and to try and make someone feel like, oh, they actually killed this person because of that. They actually did so that at least if it, even if it reaches to people who are doing that, it will have some kind of uh, of an impact. And, and what has been the impact of what it's so 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 it's so to be fair it's not really out to the public yet you know with with, with with film with the film cycle like when you start doing festivals you guys are just privy to watch it because you are at the festival but it's not out to the public yet so to be to be honest i'm actually still looking forward to see how people are going to react to it when it blows up but when we released the trailer uh just people went crazy about it because it's a story that everyone knows and everyone is curious like oh, okay what's really happening in those diamond areas yeah
Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. But yeah. it's so sad because um, based on what you're explaining, are these uh, events still happening in Zimbabwe? Like people killing each other? Yes. Diamonds? As we speak, as we sit here, it's happening. Illegal diamond mining is happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then if these things are happening, what has led to its escalation? Has there been an escalation or maybe it's better that... I think, I think what, what, what leads to, 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 to people resorting to that is like the state of 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 of, of, a, of an economy like it's poverty then po people are pushed to a corner where it's like do or die like like they'll be like okay i'm, I'm hungry anyway yeah. you know so if i'm gonna die better i will die trying mm. so it turns people into becoming those monsters yeah and, and during the filmmaking process how easy was it to make those glad <laughs> what was since when i was looking i'm like ah let me watch this part <laughs> what was that like was that a lot of work or because you had like, had so, some experience so, you worked so, around yes yeah, so, so so it, it indeed it was a lot of work uh but what, what really helped was the team like the team that uh was behind everything was really amazing so we really put in a lot of time in pre-production. Like, like how long? Uh, almost over six months of pre-production for the product, for the film. Yeah. So so even all that blood, like doing tests, everything. We tested everything over and over before we were satisfied. Because like with the effects, uh, we wanted everything to be in camera. There was no visual effects. There was no, ed we're going to edit it in post or whatever. Like everything you see was done on set. It's in on camera, like even cutting the stomach on camera, it's not CGI. So it's like figuring out, okay, how are we gonna cut, uh, open someone's rip, open someone's gut? We're figuring, how are we gonna cut someone's leg? We're figuring that out, and and we wanna see the piece of the leg on the side. We're figuring, we're all figuring that out, all like say in camera, because we didn't have the luxury of a budget of saying, oh, okay, we'll do it in visual effects. Yeah, so we had to be creative. So so the team had to come together and be like, okay, how best can we can we do this? Okay. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. really interesting. Uh, yeah. you, you have talked about budget, so now I'm curious to say, how did, I know there are people that are listening to this podcast yeah. wondering, how do you, how easy is it to come up with funds to make a story as real as you told it when there were killings and things like that? So, so it's not easy, uh, I'll, I'll tell you that. Uh, we have, uh, as a team, a model that we have uh, adopted to, to use when we're making uh, film productions where that remember that collaborative uh, effort I told you about yeah. where we come together as different teams different values right and uh, knowing that okay we don't have big budgets uh, big amounts of money to pay even to pay each other so we come together and treat uh, each production as a, as a company and say okay uh, for for your efforts it's a shareholding you're getting this much this much this much for when we sell so everyone who's involved is so invested in it because they know okay this is my project as well this is my product as well yeah so it's not like oh we just paid you buy everyone is like this is our baby let's let's push it let's go yeah so that's sort of like the model that we've been using for the last three four projects and it's been working yeah and it has worked yeah in a way it yeah work. yeah yeah. In your own opinion, how, what is the main, what are the main implications of illegal mining for the community, society, and the environment? Well, there's a lot. Like you know, like number one, the environment itself. Like you're degrading. 
right? Uh, number two, uh, it's illegal. You go to prison. You you separate your family. Like imagine you be sentenced to ten years of your family life. You know, it 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 it, it, it kills that, right? And 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 also, like, uh, just this element of because uh, people, like, let's say for example, like in Zimbabwe, yeah, when there was when there was the when there was the diamond when there was the diamond rush when it started, right? Uh, when it started, everyone like so. There's this area called like Mutare, Eastern Highlands, uh, Marange, where these diamonds are found. Like loads and loads of them. Uh, it, it's a pity how like everyone would want a piece, and 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 when you get something, you become greedy. You want more and more. Like and that's like one of the themes that big in the film where uh, there's a scene in in the film where someone says, if you have a thousand bucks, you want a million. If you have a million, you want a billion. If you have a billion, you want a trillion. Like you keep wanting more and more and more. So that's what's causing this way. People keep trying to be to get more and more of this of these free diamonds that they're digging up illegally. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. Because then this is what's happening. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. Have there been any ways in which the government has tried to curb some of these? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so I think even now, like, it's not as crazy as it used to be because it, even some of the areas are now protected and guarded. So people are no longer doing what they, like the number of people that are now like doing, illeg doing it illegally are, are very few compared to when it was happening, when it started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, because I know you have uh, certain objectives when this film is out, what are some of those things that you want maybe the government or the public to pay attention to once they see the story? Mm, I, don't know, I don't know if I'm, if I'm pushing for some government's uh, agenda, but not really. Uh, uh, so, so for us, basically, uh, it's it's like social commentary. It's like what is happening in our society, and also as a way of uh, living history. Like we don't have a culture of documenting, as Africans, right? We don't. A lot of our stuff, uh, it, even when you're reading, it's written by white people, by the people who, like, if you start to want to read about colonization or back in the day, you never find a book written by a black person. Yeah. It's it's the colonizer was writing these these books, right? So it's something that film can do, where we can document a piece of our own history. Like even like with Zambian history, Zambian independence, everything, all that. I can tell you it's not on, on film, it's a film on its own. Like if you look at like Europeans and Americans, they're very good at like putting and documenting their history through film, through entertainment and, and getting people to watch. So that's one of the goals where this is a part of our history, a part of it happened. So by putting it on screen, it will be there forever. It will live forever. So even in a hundred years, someone can watch and be like, oh, wow. In 2000 and what, what, this was happening? So that's one of you know, the main goals that also drives us to say, okay, let's contribute to the future, you know, to film. Yeah. Yeah. I know you've done quite a lot of films. Yeah. You've had quite a lot of experience. How are you ensuring that, because you have mentioned that there, we don't have so much of culture documenting. Yeah. How are you ensuring that maybe youths can have this culture and how are you creating systems and making it easier for other aspiring filmmakers to also, you know, tap into this habit or rather culture. So, 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 what, what we try uh, is like with every pro production that we do, we take in interns, we take in like aspiring filmmakers who want to get into the industry to be part of the production, to shadow people, to shadow a producer, to shadow a cinematographer. And also, like, oh, I do a lot of like uh, guest lecturing at like film schools at in, in universities and also try and hammer. Like that, that mindset into upcoming filmmakers, you know, to 
start thinking in that direction and be inspired to to document, to, to tell stories about ourselves, you know, about our history. Like I'm very passionate about that. And I feel like we haven't even tapped any of those stories. There's so many of them. And we haven't started putting them on screen. So we have a lot of work to do, yeah. you know, to, to, to tell our stories. Yeah. A lot of uh, Zambian filmmakers have this complaint of um, people can have good stories. Like a filmmaker will put out a good story, but the market isn't ready to receive that good story. Is that also the challenge for you in Zimbabwe, or maybe you have had a better reception? I think. I think. I think. I think it's uh, for me. It's, it's it's like a lot of times when 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 you are when you are making a film, uh, people don't really understand like their target market. Like when you're making something. Uh, I always like to think with the end in mind, like, okay, okay, who's going to watch this? Because we tend to want to dictate to the audience, say, I've made this, you should watch it. But what does the audience want to watch? So, so, so it's, it's, it's almost like a catch-22 of trying to figure out, okay, the market I want to make stuff for, what do they want to watch? And then, because you can't force someone to watch something that they don't want to watch. Yeah. It's, like, it's, like, it's like with ordinary... Yeah, for certain stories, with, with, with ordinary, you have to be watching them. But, but it's also how, how it's packaged as well. Like, like ordinary people, if you make like a documentary, ordinary people don't, are not really interested in documentaries. Yeah. Right? Ordinary people like something that's fictional, fictionalized or dramatized and, and they can relate to it and it's being acted. So it's understanding the market, I would feel. Like to say, okay, my market, how do I approach and attack my, my market? Yeah. And with that logic in mind, how have you been able to penetrate the Zimbabwe, the, the Zimbabwean market? So, 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 so like, 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 I, like I said, uh, it, with, with, with our Zimbabwe market, right, it's almost like a very conservative society. It's almost similar to Zambia, so. And so, so that even affects the, the stuff you make, right? I remember this one time, uh, we made this film called Escape, uh, which I... Uh, co-directed with a with a British director, right? And this film had a lot of sex scenes and all that, right? And the backlash that I got from people, right? Where so like other people were like, oh yeah, we like it, but a lot of people were like, and all these articles coming out saying, oh, so oh yes, what is it doing? Yes, but but the funny thing is like you, you you're thinking like everyone in their homes they have a TV. And every second, if, if you're watching Western content, every Western film will come up with a sex scene. If, but they don't mind that. But they don't want it from our, our local content. Yeah, and why is that? Why is it that? I, I, I don't understand. I would yeah. prefer watching Telemundo. I'm yes. okay with it. But the moment, yes. the moment you see a Zambian, a Zambian film and they kiss, you're like, ah, ah, what are they trying to do? Yeah. You know? yeah. But why do you think that is the case? I think, I think for, like, I'm, like I'm saying, we're, we're a conservative society. Right? So there's things we would say, people act like uh, they don't do that. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, 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 and like I remember someone coming to me saying, oh, why would you do show a sex scene? And then I'm asking them about Western films, like, yeah, yeah I like that film, I like that but they, I'm like, but there's a sex scene in, the, in that film that you're talking about. Like, yeah, but it's, it's them, it's the West. It's like, yeah, I, I, it's, 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 it's like a, a double standard, I would say, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you would just say Zimbabwe has embraced the child of childhood feelings, or just take I, like I that. hope so. I hope so. <laughs> well, uh, I think I think to be to be fair, uh, Zimbabweans they've supported uh, us a lot. Like uh, every time we we release a film, like like even with Ngoda, we released uh, Ngoda in 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 Zimbabwe, and the the support was nuts. You know. So so I would say like back home, 
people are really uh, accepting what we're doing, supporting what we're doing, and that really inspires us to to keep going. To be honest, yeah, okay. yeah. And um, if I'm old, you were to be sitting right now, I'm I'm, I'm drifting I'm drifting away from yeah. the conversation. If I know you were to sit right now with your favorite or film icon, uh -huh. what would it be? Like, is that film icon that you have been like, okay, yeah, this one? Christopher Nolan. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you probably know his films. Okay. <laughs> He's done uh, Inception. Have you watched Inception? Inception, I'm not sure. The Dark Knight, the Batman. Batman, what? yes. Uh, Tenet. Tenet, no. Uh, he's that guy. He's that guy. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I think he's extremely talented. You know, like he pushes the the boundary in a way that I really like. You know, like even when I was telling you, like, oh, we were like, well, let's shoot everything in camera, no effects. He inspires me to do that, like, cause he doesn't shoot green screen. Like, if it's an effect, he, he wants to do it live on camera. So yeah, I'm really inspired by him. Let's say he's the one that is having a conversation with you. What question would you ask him? Hmm, that's a that's a good one. <laughs> I would ask him when are we collaborating. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what his response would be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You have that dream, uh, dream project. Uh, I wouldn't say dream project. Like, like it's it's almost like. If I could push boundaries uh, like him, you know, that would be that would be something, and that's something I'm trying and thriving to. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Let's get back to Buddha. Um, with you selecting the three brothers and uh, to be the the, horses, the, the, the characters, um, what did you want to highlight per se in that particular movie? Uh, so, so the use of the three brothers as the okay okay so 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 that's that's a good one so with the with the three brothers they are distinctly different right like you have the big brother uh tindo played by eddie sandifolo uh who uh who is like the uh is, is quiet and uh calculative is full of regret uh because of the decisions he has made uh previously he feels let down by his father you know and then you have the middle one, uh, uh, Toro, uh, who's like uh, steady. He's a Christian, right? And listens to his to his to his brother. Like he really looks up to his bigger brother. And then you have the younger brother, who's like a recluse, drunkard. You know, no direction. But the one thing that ties them together is them. What this one mission of them saying, okay, let's try and save money to buy back our land that was taken away from us. And then the little brother, sort of like. Oh, I don't want to spoil the, the 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 narrative of 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 the story, but it's like we're trying to put together like different themes of like greed, uh, betrayal, uh, and family. Yeah, yeah, putting that whole family element, and also one thing that was very strong in Goda was like uh, juxtaposing uh, tradition and religion, right? Uh, where as Africans we have our own traditions, which in some way uh, when compared to like Christianity and religion, they're shunned as like black magic or it's dark or it's bad. So we're trying to highlight uh, and look and give it a, a, a different look of saying, okay, it is actually part of our own culture as well. Like it's part of our tradition and also Christianity, Christianity in its own right, it's its own religion. So without without delving into like, oh, okay, saying, okay, this is wrong or this is right. So it was something that was really key and important to us to bring out in, in Ngoda. Yeah. Nice. It's yeah. you're not giving the full 
part of yes. it because people have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then yeah, yeah. after watching that and listening to this yes. podcast, there'll be more like, yeah. I want to see this for myself. Yes. Yeah. It's really mind blowing. Yeah. The story is mind blowing. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you had mentioned to say you've been coming to Zambia quite Yes, before. yes. Um, should we be expecting some collaboration with some definitely. producers? Definitely, definitely. Like, like there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's, there's, there's a lot of creatives here who I feel like uh, we can collaborate together, we can work on something. I know a lot of my Zambian brothers here, Yoweli Chungu is a very good friend, you know, uh, Owas, Ray, you know, uh, Henry, BJ Piri, like, like uh, Nkoma Lawrence Thompson, like I know, I know a lot of these guys are, and we've been talking for, for a while. You know, like to see how best we can uh, collaborate. I've even I've even worked with uh, Henry PJ. Uh, we worked on a film together that we shot in Zimbabwe called The Letter, and he actually came down to Zimbabwe to to shoot it. He was one of the leads, you know. So, yeah, it's in the works. Nice. Yes, yeah. I look forward to that. Yeah. Now, um, I understand you've been, you, you have this. They call you the Nama legend. <laughs> Is it the, the Merit Award? The, yes, the, National the, Arts Merit Award. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. yeah. How did it get to that point for you to be considered? I, I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Like, so, 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 what they do, I think they do it like every 20 years or something, where they, they choose like, no, so they choose like 40 uh, creatives who they feel like have made impact uh, in Zimbabwe. Uh, and usually, when, when, when people mention the word legend, we think, old people yes. um, so 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 i remember when 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 the national arts council director called me to to be to come to be part of it in my head i swear i thought i'm coming to present to to someone to a legend you know and and and, and for that recognition to for them to think like i am i'm there or i'm that uh that's something that's humbling you know for for for, for, for such an honor you know uh but for me personally, I just feel like okay, I'm I'm still working to get to a stage where I'll be a legend someday. But if I'm being recognized now, it's it's a good pat on the back to say the what we're doing is headed somewhere. Yeah. Other than Zimbabwe, which other awards have you received? Uh so I think in twenty eleven, uh which was like my first international award, I got best director uh, at the American International Film Festival for foreign language film for my film called The Gentleman. Uh, that we did in 2011. Uh, that was like really, really exciting. Uh, and then uh, I was named uh, top 35 under 35 in media uh, by this organization in Washington and South Africa. Uh, we've, we've done, uh, I've got so many like festival awards from international festivals for films that we've done. Uh, best writing, best cinematography, yeah. Uh, even with Cook Off. Got a lot of outside international awards in Seattle. Uh, yeah, yeah. Us, we made quite some good Yeah, yeah. So, so it's been a it's been a nice nice ride, I would say. Where that recognition it, it, it's inspiring to keep going. You know, like okay, at least what we're doing is being recognized, and we can keep. We definitely need more of that recognition. Yes. Southern Africa. Yeah. Because then it shows to say, wow, there's so much Southern Africa. Yes. What's What's been happening? Yes, in yes, and it's a global stage, you know. Like, like film is a global stage, so you can't just say, "Ah, I'm, I'm, I'm a success in Zambia alone." It has to resonate to, to, to the whole world. Let's, let's sell the Zambian story to the world. Let's tell people about Zambia through film. You know, film has got so much power. Yeah, yeah. How to wind up? Um, what is that one question 
you were hoping I would ask you, but I haven't asked you. But now you can answer that question. <laughs> I think I was going to ask you. <laughs> To be, to be honest, I don't know. Like, like I, I was, I was going with the flow. So, and, 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 and I know I can see your, your, your laptop with your questions there. And I tried to, to take a peek, but I can't read from here. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't, ooh, ooh, I don't know. What's my favorite color? It's blue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, funny, I'm not that much into sport, eh? Yet you look athletic. Really. I'm not in the sport, like, like there's times where people are like, oh, soccer, whoa, Premier League. And someone will be like, oh, Manchester, last night. And like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, 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 it's actually funny, like, like, I'm a filmmaker. And if I'm, if, I, if I'm to have like a pastime, I like watching movies. Like, like, I watch a movie every day. Every day I watch a movie. Every day. Every day I watch a film. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. How do you envision uh, the Zimbabwean film, I know it's not yet an industry, film yeah. community or sector in the next five years? In the next five years, with the efforts that we're putting, uh, I see us uh, being able to have like studios even in Zimbabwe where we can start, we can be making films like on like big sets. Because uh, one of my, my dreams is to have like a studio set up in Zimbabwe or even in Zambia, you know, something that's so close that we can be able to, to use. And it will make uh, our life easy. Because like right now, one of the biggest drawbacks is like with locations. If I want to shoot like a lounge scene, I have to find someone's house and be like, oh, can we shoot in your house? Because we don't have studios, you know. So by the time we get to start having studios, it will make the work faster, cheaper and you know, yeah. Okay. So, so that's the dream. Seeing uh, studios. Yeah, that's the dream. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. Final remarks to any aspiring filmmaker listening or watching this book. I think I would say uh, whatever that dream is that you're feeling might not even be about writing or film or anything. Uh, keep scratching the itch, you know. Uh, I like I call it the itch. Like you always feel it, right? And don't stop, no matter what anyone says, because it's your dream, right? So whatever handle, whatever, keep fighting, keep throwing punches, you make it. Yeah. Joel, thank you so much for thank coming. you. I've had a great time. Me too. Me too. I, I went a part of me a part of me went to Zimbabwe. <laughs> so I felt very good having this conversation. Yeah. It just helped me understand how diverse we are, but yeah. also connected to yeah. us. People. True. And this is something that storytelling helps us to, you know, see yeah. Yeah, you came for Sotambi. Yes. This is what Yes, and exactly. It's all up, yes, it unites people. Yeah. yeah, regardless of our differences True. and whatnot, we're able to unite True. with storytelling. Yes. And I think that's very encouraging. Yeah. Well, uh, we, uh, before we get to that, uh, I actually have a gift for you. Oh, really? I was almost oh, really? So we gift uh, notebooks to all Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. To continue doing so. Yeah. And, um, why we do this is because Mkanizatu um, is powered by Sotrain Publishers, okay. a publishing firm that focuses on producing, promoting, and marketing. Nice, nice, nice. So we'd like people to continue writing. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and, 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 and I like writing like on paper like this. I don't like typing. So I'll write first on paper, okay. then type later, so that I want the original mm. on paper. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we encourage you to continue writing, you know, because I, I think other than film, you could be inspired to do a book. 
Yes, I, I I am gonna write a book. Write yes, a book. yes, 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 yes. I am gonna write a book. Yeah. So encourage you to do yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. That's what Mkani is about to do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We have come to the end of this episode. I sat down with Joe, one of uh, Zimbabwe's greatest filmmakers, and uh, if you go on YouTube, look for really just search for John Jago and yes. you find out that I because this man is projecting more than just the positive narrative of Africa. He's doing, he's telling our stories in a way that people would see Africa for what it really is. And that is very inspiring. Kani Zaju is that platform where separate storytellers come and go, we discuss all things related to culture, arts, mindset change, history, in order for people to understand us better. Because if you cannot connect to your uh, culture and your arts, then um, you might be having a mistaken identity. So we are here to help you connect more with your roots. Uh, my name is Rina Kusongo. This episode has been powered by Sochan Publishers, a publishing firm based in Lusaka, Zambia. What they do, what we do is that we produce, promote, and market Zambian and African literature. So um, this is one of those episodes where we have been discussing all things film, but in general storytelling. And uh, I encourage you to subscribe and uh, follow us for such content. As we come back to you again next time, have a wonderful afternoon, evening, night, or whichever time that you're going to be tuning into this podcast. Welcome to Nkani Zatu, the pod that tells indigenous stories every day, the platform that tells you what's good and what's odd for young people and elderly alike in the areas of art, history, and culture preservation. And now your host, Rina Kasongo.